Food, a Tragedy of the Future in One Act, by William C. DeMille. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Characters Basil, a New Yorker. Read by Chuck Williamson. Irene, his wife. Read by T.J. Burns. Harold, an officer of the Food Trust. Read by Jim Gallagher. Narration by Philip Gould. Scene, Basil's home in New York City. Time, fifty years from now. Costumes. Basil, business suit, hat, gloves, overcoat. Irene, soft, clinging tea gown. Harold, military uniform. Lights. No changes, full white and amber. Scene. An ordinary room, furnished with rich plainness. Doors, left one and right three. Windows at back. Table, right center with two chairs. Small table with chair against left wall above door. Chair left a food safe. Small rug center on curtain line sideboard at rear to right of windows at back left of windows is a refrigerator made to look rather like a safe with heavy iron hinges a large combination lock etc fireplace and fire right one if possible but not necessary food at rise irene is discovered sitting at table right center writing a check there is a blue envelope and paper in front of her she is a young woman, about twenty-five, but very thin. Basil enters left one, wearing hat and coat. He is a man of about thirty or thirty-five, also very thin. He comes and kisses her. Hello, dear. Crossing to her, kisses her, crosses to chair left a food safe, takes off coat, etc. Why, Basil, you're home early. Noticing check. Oops. I've done it again. Tears up, check. Done what? Written the wrong date. I can't get it into my head that this is 1962, after writing 1961 for a whole year. Starts to write another check. What's the check for? Irene, very seriously. The grocer's bill, Basil. Basil, very serious. Pausing. Crossing to front of chair left of table right center. Oh, I... I see. Picks up Bill. Sits. Reads it. Then cheers up a bit. Why, it's not as large as last month. No, it's less than $6,000. Basil, scrutinizing items. Yes. $5,867 and... Forty-four cents. What's the forty-four cents? Rather stern manner and tone. Irene ashamed. Four grains of sugar. Basil lays bill on table, rises crossing left in light reproof. We must be careful about sugar, dear. Irene in pained explanation. I've tried to be, Basil. Rises, takes pen and checkbook with her, crosses to him left. And really, the bill is not much, when you consider how food has gone up. Basil in happier, lighter tone. Anyhow, 
we must live and i'm as hungry as a wolf let's have dinner now half an hour early i'm awfully hungry irene crossing to sideboard all right pointing to food safe open the food safe will you dear irene at sideboard arranging plates together platter on top with forks and carvers on platter starts over to table basil opening door of safe burglar alarm bell rings irene starts huh? uh, i always forget that burglar alarm basil reaches behind safe and turns off burglar alarm irene setting table what brings you home so early today dear basil crossing from safe to table i'm on the jury we just finished a case seats himself right of table a very sad one too a, a man was being tried for killing a hen irene shocked at the word hen drops fork on plate with noise oh the beast yes his only excuse was that his family was starving he was found guilty irene pausing setting table looking at him in reproach and you helped sentence him to death there was nothing else to do irene goes to sideboard gets carafe and two glasses back to table don't you understand he killed a hen irene starts killed it in cold blood a man who can do that deserves no pity irene coming over from sideboard filling glasses but his family oh you women are so sentimental irene takes carafe up to sideboard leaves it gets platter starts with it toward safe have you forgotten that the hen is the fowl who lays eggs irene reels half fainting eggs oh irene springs to feet goes hurriedly to her around chair right of table what's the matter irene recovering avoiding help nothing nothing dear i'm better now but wait a minute i have a treat for you tonight continues to safe basil returns to table and seats himself in chair right expectantly irene opens safe takes out cracker lays it on platter bears it over to table triumphantly basil rather reproachfully by jove dear but we are living high irene returns to food safe is busy there a cracker irene facing him triumphantly and milk turns to safe again gets out very small bottle crossing to table with it basil almost horrified milk cracker and milk on the same day irene with the medicine dropper dropping a drop into each glass half filled with water isn't that rather irene pausing to explain but you're making a hundred thousand a year still there's no use squandering it is there happier tone irene is now seated opposite him at table chair left however uh, i suppose we can treat ourselves once in a while basil carves the cracker serves her with half then himself they eat it with forks she only tastes hers 
and it is delicious smacking his lips reminiscently remember when we first married we couldn't have these luxuries thoughtfully said but you know whenever i sit down to a meal like this i think of the poor who can't buy proper food irene also thoughtfully said yes that's why we could show no mercy to that man today. You see, what made it so terrible was that the hen was about to become a... Irene getting faint again. Don't! Don't, Basil! Head sinks on table. Basil leaning over and grasping hand. Why, my dear child, what is the matter? She doesn't answer. You must see the doctor. Irene rises, crosses to behind table. I've noticed you haven't been yourself for some time. You haven't been eating well. Why, look there. You've hardly touched your dinner. Irene looks slowly at plate, turns head away, gathers up both plates, empties crumbs of cracker from both to platter. I'm not hungry. Crosses toward safe, pauses, turning to Basil. You won't mind having these for breakfast, will you, dear? No. Irene turns to safe, puts platter in. But the doctor? Irene crossing back to table. Basil? I... I've seen the doctor. Takes plates from either side, puts them together. I went today. Takes forks and carvers, puts them on top of plates, crosses to sideboard. What did he say? Irene crosses to table for glasses, pauses at table, about to speak, changes her mind. Come, come, dear. Why don't you tell me? Irene crosses to sideboard with glasses. I... I... Oh, what's the use, Basil? It... Crossing back to table. It's something serious, then? Irene sinking in chair left of table, facing him. Yes. <gasps> we... We might as well face it, Basil. The doctor says, I've got to eat another egg. Oh, my God. I can't help it, Basil. You... You know it isn't my fault. <laughs> Basil rises, leans over table in wild pleading. Uh, but... Won't a trip to Europe do? A, a, a change of scene. Crossing past her left. Anything in reason, but... Irene sinks back in chair. Basil crosses to her. Why, it's only two years ago. You had an egg, a whole one. I had to mortgage this house to get it for you. Surely you can't need another so soon. I know. It's terrible. But I... Facing front, cold, determined. I must have it, Basil. Basil crossing to left in despairing anger. Oh, how did you ever get this accursed taste? <sighs> Thank heaven the children all starved to death. They might have inherited... Irene springing to feet in protest. Basil! He stops. That's a cruel thing to say. Crossing toward him at left. I never told you how I came to be.
be this way. Basil facing her in stern question. No, you never told me. You married me without letting me know you had this, this craving for eggs. Oh, how could you? Crossing in sad wonder to chair at left of table, seats himself back to her. Basil. Coming toward him. When I was a little girl, my parents were very, very wealthy. And once they gave me an egg to taste. My brother had brought it from Europe. You don't know the effect the taste of an egg has on one. The strange feeling of happiness that once felt can never be forgotten. I... I couldn't forget it. The taste of that egg has been the memory of my waking hours, my dream at night. Sometimes the desire for it drives me to the point of madness. Oh, don't look at me like that. I know I shouldn't have married you without telling you of it, but... Going down to him, pleading. I loved you, Basil. Basil rises, facing her. If you had loved me, you would have told me. Turns slowly, measured steps, crossing from her to chair right of table, where he stands with back to her, saddened. Irene pleading wildly. I tried. I tried, Basil, honestly. Honestly, I tried. But I couldn't. And meanwhile, the desire grew. Basil turns to her over table. But I gave you one. I gave all I had for it. Irene tenderly, in sympathy and appreciation. Yes, dear, I know. But it only fed the flame of my longing. And now I've got to have another. I've got to. Don't you understand? Or I shall go mad. I can't go on like this. I've got the right to live my life. To have the food my nature craves. I must. I will have it. She sinks to table, pounds it with her fists, head buried, sobs. <laughs> Basil going to her and putting his arms around her. There, there, dear. Don't excite yourself. Come, go to bed. You'll feel better in the morning. Irene, sitting away from his embrace, facing him. Then you won't get it for me? Great heavens, I can't. Irene turning from him, looking fixedly front, cold, hard, determined. Very well, but I warn you, Basil, I will not answer for the consequences. Do you think you can threaten me? You could conquer this if you would. You have no right to expect me to gratify such foolish, extravagant tastes. Irene cold, fixed as before. Very well. I've nothing more to say. Basil, back of her chair, turns to go. Pauses back of table. Don't take it like this, Irene. Heaven knows I'd do it if I could. But it's out of the question. Good night.
continues toward door right you're going to bed basil standing at door partly turned to her yes i i have a touch of indigestion good night he exits right irene looks after him desperate sits a moment in thought then faces front her mouth working as if eating looks back again to door of his exit then toward phone then to door rises goes to phone on table left takes off receiver harold knocks at door irene telephone receiver off hook in hand come in harold enter stands inside doorway irene is startled rises leaves receiver off hook harold is a good-looking man in uniform he has a leather case strapped to his left side a revolver in holster at his right harold you she crosses backward to table right center harold about to run to her remembers duty of both draws back irene why do you come to me again after all these years harold drawing himself erect importantly you see my uniform i am an officer of the food trust irene thought of egg a possible way to get one enters her mind an officer the food trust harold cold repressed emotion sense of duty yes you ordered a slice of bread she nods i was sent to deliver it he hands her a small package she takes it puts it in food safe he crosses across the table right center stands left facing front she comes to him as if to reopen old acquaintance he has taken receipt from cap turns to her coldly please sign the receipt she takes it signs hands it back their hands touch both are much moved he controls himself crosses toward left putting receipt in cap irene leaning to him pleadingly wait harold don't leave me like this you never understood harold pauses turns to her stern brokenly i only know you broke my heart and ruined my life when you married him not for love but for food irene turning from him looking front brokenly yes and i've been punished the food i crave he can't give me crosses to him leans toward left side of him harold drawing away be careful irene looking toward husband's exit door as if harold meant him what is it you mustn't touch that case why what does it contain hush looks carefully toward doors turns and lays cap on telephone table crossing to her an egg irene wondering incredulous whisper an egg an egg harold rushes to her catches her in arms stops her mouth with hands Shh. i i shouldn't have told you i'm on my way to a billionaire's house to deliver it releases her while he speaks crosses toward left irene siren-like pleading harold 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 remembering his and her duty proof against her wiles bitterly no it's too late 
Irene, sweetly insinuatingly. Is it too late, Harold? Are you so sure of that? Is there no spark left of the old love? Harold, tottering mentally, pauses, looks at her brokenly. God help me. Yes. Head bowed in shame. Irene, temptingly. You said once that you would do anything in the world if I would be yours. Yes, I said that. Once. Irene, crossing slowly backward to table right center as if luring him to her. Then I give you the chance to prove it. Now. Harold about to rush to her. You mean that you will? Yes, I'll be yours. On one condition. Harold rushing to claim her. Name it. Name it, and I'll... Irene at right of table warding him off, pointing and leaning toward him. Wait. Give me... that egg. Harold recoiling, pleading. What? Oh, no. You don't mean that. You're just testing me. No. Anything but that. Anything else in the world. Irene unrelentingly, determined, leaning over table to him. Harold, give me that egg. Harold, drawing back, in last weakening appeal. My duty. I haven't the right. Irene, passionate pleading. The right. Ah, oh, what is right and wrong to us? We love each other. We've the right to live our lives. For each other. You don't realize what you're asking. They know I left the storehouse. If I don't return soon, they'll search and discover the truth. Then I'll be a fugitive from justice, a hunted man, dishonored and disgraced. Irene alluringly. Am I not worth it? Puts herself alluringly in front of him. They gaze at each other. Then he clasps her passionately in his arms, kisses her. She slowly releases herself, her arm falling over him till it touches the egg case. She is almost on her knees. Now let me see the egg. After a mental struggle, he undoes the case, first drawing his revolver and looking about carefully. She falls to knees, adoringly sways, about to swoon. He catches her, lifts her to her feet. She frees herself from his arms. Now. We must go, quickly. But wait, you can't carry it in that case. It would be recognized. Ha! Huh, my jewel box. Crosses quickly over to the sideboard. Takes jewel box to table. Faces Harold expectantly. He hesitates with egg case in his hands, remembering duty. She compels him with luring smile. He brings case and lays it on table. Steps back. She takes egg out carefully, gazes at it, about to put it in case, sees jewels fill it, flings them out, puts egg in, closes lid. Basil enters quickly, right. Irene and Harold start and exclaim. She moves away from table, eyes on box, leaves box on table. Why, Basil, I thought you'd retired. Basil, without speaking, moves to table, seizes jewel box, opens, seizes egg and holds it up. Irene shrieks. Harold draws pistol. Shoot, and watch it fall. Harold's pistol drops to floor. 
Irene timidly, wonderingly. Basil, how did you know? The phone. You left the receiver off. I heard everything. Irene sinks into chair left of table with moan. Basil crosses beside Harold, stands back of small rug. So she has brought you to this. Very well. You can go. But you will leave the egg behind. Harold starts, cries out. Irene springing to her feet in protest. Basil draws egg protectingly to him. No, no, Basil. You won't do that. You can't be so cruel. Basil lowering arm from above head, gazing at egg in hollow of hand. And this is the price of honor. <laughs> With an hysterical laugh, his face changes to a fixed purpose. Irene, horrified wonder. What? What are you going to do? Basil? Basil? <gasps> Shrieks as Basil dashes the egg to the floor on the little rug at his feet. She sinks to her knees over it. Harold staggers back, powerless from horror. Murderer! Crossing to Basil. Through all your life you'll see that horrible sight. That little egg lying there, crushed and mangled, wasted by your hand. Thank God I haven't got that to face. Basil turns up stage, overcome with what he has done. Harold turns as if to go. Harold, where are you going? Harold turning at the door. To give myself up. But it means death. Yes. Goodbye. Exits as if to guillotine. Pause. Door slams. Irene reaching out to touch Basil. Basil. Basil recoiling from her with loathing. There can be nothing more between you and me. You mean... You have betrayed me for an egg. Crossing right to table. Basil. Basil points go. Irene turns, sees egg on rug, glances back to Basil, stealthily rolls the rug up and starts to escape with it. Irene, have you no shame? You would take it now? Yes, it's all I've got left now. He turns from her. They gave it to me when I was young, Basil. When I was young. Basil points to the door and she exits weeping. The door outside slams and he sinks on his knees by the table, shaken by silent sorrow. Curtain End of Food by William C. DeMille